Welcome to Challenging Christianity. I'm your host, Rebecca Kinnestrand. Do you consider yourself spiritual but non-religious? Agnostic? Or maybe you grew up in a church but don't believe what you were taught there anymore? This podcast exists in that space between all-in or all-out religion. Join us in asking questions that challenge the notions of Christianity. Hi, welcome to Challenging Christianity. I'm Rebecca Kinnestrand, your host. Daniel Dadashi is next to me, my co-host. And in-house today, we have Pastor Katie McCallum Soxie. Yay, you got it. <laughs> She's been on our episodes for a, a few episodes, and I've really messed up her name. It's a tough name. <laughs> it never, ever happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, what were you talking about today? Oh, so today, first of all, I want to say whatever you guys have, the listeners, as far as topics go, something you want to hear us talk about, or any questions you have, please write to us at Challenging Christianity Podcast at gmail.com. It's kind of long, but you can write it. I'm sure. I have faith in you. Challenging Christianity Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know your questions or thoughts on what you'd like us to talk about. Today, we were actually asked by someone on email to talk about social justice, another gigantic topic. um, And we're only going to scratch the surface here. I'm going to say that I come at this from an interesting angle because um, as you all know, I tell you, I tell listeners all the time, I grew up Roman Catholic, but one of the great things actually that I got out of um, my Catholic upbringing was that they really have a very heavy social justice um, piece to at least their teachings. Mm-hmm. As I sat in the pews, you know, I was very guiltily, you know, uh, a very guilty person because you, you were always, always supposed to think about other people, you know, never, never think about yourself and always give to the poor and think about the, you know, our prayer around the table at night was, you know, oh, the poor people who have no food on their table tonight. Mm-hmm. And it was really, really heavily based on giving of yourself to others and that, you know, be grateful for what you have. Mm-hmm. And I that that's the avenue that I was introduced to social justice for. I remember... There was always at some point, probably in Lent, they had we had this bowl, this like paper bowl that had, unfortunately, 80s, you know, it was very poor people on the side, you know, with flies in their eyes and dying people in Africa. And it was like, give your change or whatever monies you had. Mm-hmm. And then we would give that to the church and kind of thing. But, you know, the methods may have been a little bit crude, but uh, it definitely introduced me to the idea of later what I learned as being more... Uh, inclusive, you know, there are other people in the world and they're not like you necessarily and you need to be kind and giving to them. Mm-hmm. I thought we would approach this topic today to try to stay out of politics more and go toward what Jesus says or what Christianity says about social justice and mm-hmm. how the stories in the New Testament support or don't, mm-hmm. you know, the idea of social justice. And maybe you could give us a definition of, in your head, Pastor Katie, about what is social justice. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to steal, but uh, a tribute. So not steal. I'm going to quote. Uh, I think it's Cornell West who says justice is what love looks like in public. Wow. That is my favorite definition of justice mm. um, because it, it encapsulates two things, which one is that that justice is based in love. Um, there's lots of meanings of the word. Not guilt. I, I know. Yeah. Well, total eh. guilt. <laughs> I mean, guilt does work, but uh, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, it's based in love, um, and 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 secondly, that it is a public thing. It's in so what you were talking about, Rebecca, about moving beyond yourself and your own life and your own circle. 
is a really important part of justice. Mm. And, you know, Christians have various opinions about how justice-oriented the Bible is. Mm. I have a really hard time seeing how you cannot think the Bible is fundamentally oriented toward justice, <laughs> but people do think that. Um, I mean, it's just woven in there. There's, I, I don't remember the number, but it's over 2,000 passages that talk about like justice in terms of wealth and poverty, which mm, is a big part yeah. of how the Bible talks about justice, both in the Old and the New Testament. Right. And when you think about the amount of time and energy and argument and tears and yelling that we've spent on like human sexuality which the bible mentions maybe five times um Mm. versus kind of the the way we let our economies run over people right and left and don't talk about it at all because we think like that's too political right Mm. um you know justice often ends up being political because politics is how we make decisions and how we set up our common life but Apart from that, the Bible just fundamentally pushes us toward justice. And I think a big part of that is that the the Bible is not about individual people. It's really about communities. Wow. And mm-hmm. if you see the Bible as mostly kind of a document for individual morality, right. then which justice, a lot of people which do. a lot of people do, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. certainly, particularly in, Mer- in American Christianity, that's how the Bible has been sold. You know, this is mostly a book of rules for what you should and shouldn't do. Or, or you go to the bad place. Right. Or how to determine who's going where. Yeah. Um, up or down. Up yeah, or down, that's maybe. right. Yeah. <laughs> um, then, you know, justice isn't your biggest concern because you're mostly concerned about the life you're after. Leading. And the life after. Yeah. You're the life you're leading and the one and that the one you're where going you're going to. later. Uh-huh. Justice implies that you care about the existence of this earth and these humans and that God cares about that, too and that you have something to do as a person of faith with how that works out. And I think that that is exactly what the Bible's about. Mm. But it involves you being willing to say faith is not my individual road to heaven. It is about us as a human community figuring out how to live together. Do you know how it got to the point where people do? I mean, tell your Glenn Beck story. So when we were talking about the, doing the idea of a podcast on social justice, I said the first thing that rings with me is, I want to say it's 2012, but don't quote me because yeah. I'm <laughs> often incorrect, that Glenn Beck uh, kind of waged a bit of a war on social justice as a phrase, basically, as oh, phraseology. Oh, yeah, SJW, Social Justice Warriors. It's kind yes. of a, it's yeah. a slur. And he, mm-hmm. he very much started that with the idea of looking at your church. And does your church use the phrase social justice? And if you, they do, that's an indication that you are not in um, a good church. You are in a communist church. Leave it and find a true Christian church. Now, why would, because we were just saying it's not just Glenn Beck. I mean, there are sure. lots of churches that it's about the individual mm-hmm. and, you know, whether you're going up or down or you're damned or you're going to heaven. So what happened? Where did that come from? Where did that come from? And I mean, I'm not saying it's a uniquely American thing. I mean, you can read in history, you know, but do you have any historical context for? I mean, I think who's teaching the way that the Bible is community and who is not? 
not even saying that they're wrong. I mean, maybe I will go, you know, south <laughs> when I die, and I'll be like, oh! <laughs> I knew they were right! Damn it! I know. <laughs> I'm weeping and gnashing my teeth. That's right. I was wrong the whole Sisyphus time. I'm pushing the rock up the hill, and I would never get it there. Could go back to our earlier podcast about fear. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, I mean, I can't, it, it would be complex, I think, to trace the exact roots of that. There's yeah. that, certainly that you know, all the way back to the Puritans, the strain in American religion about personal morality and piety is really powerful. Mm -hmm. It's not limited to the United States, as you said, but it really takes hold here more than in other places, I think. Hmm. And it really becomes the, a part of our, our, and I'm gonna say specifically white American myth of pulling yourself up by your bootstraps and making mm -hmm. your own way and all of those like individual power of the individual stuff that we, uh, that is our American mythology, you know, this this sort of personal morality religion goes right along with that. Mm. And which came first, chicken or the egg, you know, right. uh, it's probably that they they shaped each other and that's where we are. So, yeah, and, and I, in, in most, in many circumstances, I would say with these kinds of religious, you know, is, is religion this or the other? Mm. It's usually probably some of both. I mean, there's, it's a false dichotomy to say, that if you care right. about social justice, you don't care at all about personal morality, right? Like you right. can care about both of them, yeah. but um, but there just there is this this yeah this this sort of word out there that um, that social justice is something that the church should stay away from. That it's it's either too political or it's too controversial or mm -hmm. too big. It's too complicated, you know. And yeah. and church people should do their church thing and stay away from all of that but stuff. But when Jesus is telling you to sell all your items and go and be amongst the poor, right? Like, yeah, yeah. That's a tough one. Yeah. That's a really tough one. For sure. One. And, you know, it's one of the places where it's very hard to, to draw a line from Jesus to us because the relationship between religion and government in his day is completely different mm. than what we're used to. I mean, Jesus got in trouble with the government for saying religious things and, you know, was executed right. as part of that and because those two entities were set up differently for him than they are for us. Mm. I think that idea that we have about the separation of church and state, which I firmly believe in and agree with, um, sometimes leads us to think that people of faith should have nothing to do with anything secular like justice, mm -hmm. um, like the doing of so what's, justice, the changing of systems. And, right. You know, that's well, what justice systems, is. That's what I was getting to is that Jesus was this revolutionary. I mean, he was literally trying to change the system, yep. the Roman system. And so what, because I'm not that versed in these things, throw out an example. You know, I know that there's the classic one where he was in the marketplace and he, you know, wrecked a few tables and told people <laughs> to go away out of the temple or whatever. But what, right. from a social justice standpoint, I mean, I always think of him reaching out to all the um, lowly people, the lepers and that sort of thing. But where does he really preach this? Where does he not? I guess <laughs> That's actually a really good question. So one of the places this? that's really, I think, really great to look at is um, in the Gospel of Luke. You know, every gospel has kind of its own special focus or emphasis. And Luke really, really focuses on just injustice. I mean, mm -hmm. if you're going to pick like, what's the most social justice book of the Bible? Mm -hmm. I think if you don't pick the Old Testament prophets, which are probably my first choice, Luke would be another one. Hmm. The very first thing Jesus does as a grown up when he's ready to like be launched into, 
his public ministry is get up in his hometown synagogue and stand up and read a scroll from Isaiah. And it is a scroll that talks about God. Uh, it sounds a lot like the, so- the song his mom used to sing to him when he was little, right? The song where God um, raises up the lowly and casts down the rich and feeds the hungry and sets the captives free and releases the oppressed. And all Which, of those things are not metaphors, right? Wow. Jesus isn't like, you know, no, there are captives. There, there are really the are. There, yeah, there, there, there really are, are these. Yeah. And I, I mean, think sometimes we think, oh, well, you know, he meant it like spiritually. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but no, no, there's really there these people, people, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and Jesus goes on to do these things, to really do them for and with actual humans. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the 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 turning over of the temples in the marketplace isn't just that he's, you know, frustrated. It's a statement about the injustice baked into his religious community at the time. Only certain people can afford these animals. Therefore, only certain people can perform this ritual for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Therefore, we're withholding forgiveness from people who are too poor. And this this is no this is oh, wrong. I didn't know right? that That's that was system. what it was about. So yeah. they were selling the animals for sacrifice. Yeah. And poor people can't, and you can't afford can't them, afford right. it. So you yeah. can't possibly enter the kingdom of heaven, so right. to speak, because you now can't that's yeah, that's it. a pretty simplified. But, but yeah, yeah, that's the problem <laughs> with any system like that, right? Is right. that who is the system leaving out? And we've we've spiritualized and metaphorized. Is that a word? Mm-hmm. All kinds of these Jesus stories. But if you read them. Um, this is the only time you're ever going to hear a progressive Christian say, take it more literally, guys. Yeah, take it more literally. <laughs> I was going to say, be literal. Warning. Like, yeah. sometimes, sometimes I think that just the thing is what it is. And Jesus is saying, look, these are real people and, and they're caught in these systems and we got to stop that. Mm-hmm. And um, one of my favorite preachers, Barbara Brown Taylor, she's an Episcopal priest, and she has this great quote, I'm not going to get it exactly right, where she says, you know, Jesus was not killed by by crazy outlaws. He was killed by the law and order people. He was killed by the government. Yeah. yeah. The people who wanted to follow the rules and do everything right and dot, dot all the I's and cross all the T's. Because when you mix that law and order with, with unchecked power, then you have problems. And that kind of injustice is what Jesus was standing up to. And it cost him greatly. Right. The resurrection being God's like Nope. (laughs) (laughs) You guys think that's going to win, but it's not. Take backs. Um, Take backs. And Mm -hmm. and since then, you know, I mean, there are there are a ton of examples in the history of the Catholic Church, as you said, of people who are taking on immense, immense, immense systems, corrupt human systems, and many of them pay with their lives. Right. Yeah. A lot of saints dead by various horrible means. One of my one of my people I admire greatly is Oscar Romero, who was a bishop in Central America and was shot during worship because mm. he had preached and worked for, for, freeing, for freeing people. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. so, you know, that's, that's real stuff. It's not metaphor. It's not spiritual. It's right. real stuff. And I don't think we should be afraid of that. And I think churches are in a unique position to, to, to remind us, look, we don't have to agree with each other politically. We don't have to all think the same things. But we can still work to change broken things. Mm. And that's the work God gives us to do. Mm. And we might all do it differently, but we can do it. I think it depends if you think it's broken. If it's working for you, right. it isn't broken. And um, we can all we all have examples even in modern day of very powerful people trying to hang on to yep. their power, mm-hmm. even though... The times are a changing, as mm-hmm. Paul, as a uh, Paul Simon, as Bob Dylan <laughs> said. Yeah, 
Danielle, you've been quiet. I have been quiet. You know, it reminds me of, I just listened, not to uh, promote a different podcast, but I was listening <laughs> to This American Life, and they had a great podcast about um, refugees. And they shared the statistic that the vast majority of refugees who come to this country are helped, placed, homed by religious organizations. That the, the, the mm-hmm. government sim- is is not paying to, to, to place to these place people, these people. Yeah. That, uh-huh. that refugees come into this country and usually a religious organization helps them find a place to live, homes mm-hmm. them, helps with job training, helps with learning English, mm-hmm. helps with getting paperwork done. Um, and it was it was a reminder of how much great justice work the church can do. But perhaps even some of these organizations wouldn't even say they're doing justice work because that might be mm-hmm. a dirty word in their, you know, philosophy. But as you said, Pastor Katie, it's like, no, we're helping, we're fixing, we're doing God's work. And I think that you elevate it out of this S. JW, you know, slurs and, you know, what side are you on? It's like, are we helping people? Do we, do we want to help people? (laughs) And are we fixing broken things? Or are we even identifying things that Mm -hmm. are broken? Interesting take, interesting topic. I always come back to whenever I was kind of out there wandering, I was like, what would Jesus do? You know, what did Jesus say about this? Because I had never understood anything about the Old Testament. That was all like a blank to me. (laughs) I got a little bit more now. I'm I'm being being learned. But yeah. And so when when this topic comes up, and especially in a theological realm, it just feels to me like that there are even giant posters that people put up, um, you know, on sides of highways that be like what would you know what would Jesus say about this or that and Mm -hmm. just to kind of remind people that there the Christianity is a realm where this can be discussed and in fact is central yeah Um, and for anybody out there listening um, write to us tell us what you think about social justice how it's affected you or not or or if you agree or disagree about our thoughts on how social justice runs rampant through the Bible. Um, <laughs> did we get it wrong? Let us did know. Did we get it wrong? <laughs> and just, you know, your experience your experience with it, because I think that people's experiences in life really, really, you know, inform their views on this, this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So challengingchristianitypodcast at gmail.com. Again, scratching the surface of a really large topic, but if we hear from you, then we can kind of focus in on what um, you'd like to hear and, and thoughts on this. Thanks for listening.